What is up? We are on, and here we go with this one to five podcast. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be complete randomness. We're going to take uh, all kind of routes and uh, and chase all kind of rabbits. It's going to be a fun, fun time rolling in off the song Cult of Personality. Andrew, you like that song Cult of Personality? Man, it's one of the uh, one of the trademarks of my childhood watching wrestling. Man, that's uh. <laughs> And, and and just you know the random calls that you get during the day at work, man. I just I jam out to it. I, I play the air guitar, the drums, everything. I love that song. Well, it is my ringtone, and yes, you made a re- wrestling reference, which on this podcast I'll probably make about a hundred and fifty thousand of those. But um, yeah, CM Punk used to come out to that. So I got to ask you this, and and maybe you know in one of the podcasts or whatever, we'll we'll kind of talk about like what songs we're pushing and all that kind of stuff right now. Like what what what. What jam are you pushing right now? Uh, I, I push a ple- ple- plethora of things. You know, words are hard today. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I push a lot of different genres of music. I'm not very, um, I'm not into rap. I'm not into country. I'm not into, I mean, I'm not into one sole genre. I mean, I'm into a lot of things. But it, specifically in this season of like this whole quarantine, COVID-19 thing, um, my heart's been kind of focused on worship music and my heart's, you know, turned more towards God. So right now, um, Aubrey showed me this, uh, elevation worship song. Uh, it's called gardens to grave. And actually our old, um, uh, worship leader, Devin Goins actually sang this, uh, one Sunday when he, when he came down from Colorado and I'm really just like bumping that song. I mean, I got to like, yeah. like way up on the radio. I mean, I'm singing loud to it, playing the air drums, everything. So that's, <laughs> that's like my top song right now. I mean, right. on my playlist. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, during this COVID season, I too, uh, you know, it's honestly, it's been like four years that I've really, honestly, I've struggled to, to, to find worship music that I really, I, I'll just be honest with you, that I've really worshiped to. I mean, I've listened to a lot. Uh, a few years ago, maybe two years ago, the song So Will I came out and, and man, that just, that owned me uh, by Hillsong and, and I love that song, but during this season, I have really worshipped for the first time in a long time, and uh, it's been incredible. Um, my favorite song right now is by, I believe it's called uh, Vertical Worship, Yes I Will. Man, that song, that song hits me right. I, and so I'm with you. I, I've just found some songs, worship songs during this time that have really, I don't know, just elevated my heart, I guess you could say. So it's been really cool. So anyways, uh, music was not supposed to be what we were going to talk about today. Honestly, so hey, you um, said it was randomness, so here we go. But that's that's a rabbit trail we took. So, um, you mentioned Aubrey, uh, that is my cousin, and and we will reference her. Here's why, um, because this initial idea was supposed to be with, with me and Aubrey. Uh, we had kind of kicked around a podcast, and you said the other day that she kind of got salty because you and I kicked it off. Um, but she will be a frequent guest, and actually. She is responsible for the name because she's the one that got us or got us to take the Enneagram test. And I got wrapped in it and studied under her tutelage of it. So she will be a guest on, I'm sure, several times on this podcast. So uh, but she's down soaking up some rays at the beach and uh, as well as other people. You'll hear uh, us talk about other people. Harry, our boss, you'll hear frequent stories about him. I talked to him today, by the way. Oh, <laughs> He's on he is fired up about finding an azalea that's four foot wide. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. So, 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I told him last night when I texted him, I was like, "Man, I'm making some butter pecan ice cream." And he was so he was so jealous and like, "Bring some Monday." I ain't gonna make it for the weekend, man. So <laughs> you'll you'll hear about him. You'll hear about Wade. You hung out with Wade yesterday. Don't tell any stories, but did, did anything? Ha- I got the video, but did anything happen yesterday that's funny that you're just kind of sitting on? Uh, well. You know, I told you before I went over there, I said, I guarantee you I will be doing some sort of work when I get over there. And when I got over there, man, it was fine. We were just chilling at the table. We were talking. I kind of broke in to let yo, we're having the podcast and let him listen to the intro and everything. And then before I know it, I'm out on his patio and I'm chopping up firewood with your axe that you let him borrow. So, <laughs> I told you so. He's so fired up about that axe. <laughs> he loves it. Oh, he has it on display too. It's got its own little case, and he shines it up. And it, I'm just kidding, but he loves that. <laughs> that would not shock me if 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 uh, he he had that. Uh, but anyways, the last time we talked to you on, I guess the little promo that we shot, uh, what Thursday night or whatever, you were about to get blown away by a tornado. Uh, not really a tornado, but a storm. We heard the rain in the background. We actually named that little trailer. Uh, snack in the rain and if you haven't understood why you need to go back and listen to that um the the thing about it is is uh you had said you, you had a story about your nan to do and, and, and we need to go go back and tell basically your living situation okay you're a college student at where at mississippi state Okay, yep. now, 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 let me do the interview here. You just answer the questions, okay? Now, 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 Andrew, tell us um, exactly. Do you live in a dorm? I did for one. I did for one year. I did not. Oh, current. Okay, hold up now. Let me do that. Let me do it. Okay, where do you live now? What do you live in right now? I, I currently live in an RV in my parents' driveway. <laughs> See, okay, listen to, okay, let me just paint the stereotypical guy that is from Alabama, okay, is in, like, landscape design, okay, rides around in a dump truck every single day, not that that's your personal driver, it's it's what we ride in at work, you go to Mississippi State, and you live in a camper, (laughs) in while at school, and in your parents' driveway. Totally, totally typical Alabama guy. (laughs) so anyways um your camper is actually in huntsville getting fixed right now some few things uh fixed on it because i know that it has been a complete uh worth the money payment that you that you bought that thing no nothing has torn up on it at all you said disaster right is that what you said (laughs) no i think it's been a headache and i and I assure you, somebody asked me the other day, they said, hey, we really like to get into camp. And I'm like, look, listen, listen to some stories I have, and I could cure your want for camping in a heartbeat. <laughs> do, do you have the sticker on the back of your truck that says uh, camp life? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No. See, people at Walmart, they call that the camping section. I call it the living at this point, you know. <laughs> so basically um now that your camper's gone where are you living currently at your parents place i'm living in the off living in my dad's office slash the basement slash where everybody kind of escapes to and my little computer setup is on the ping pong table <laughs> <laughs> and and, and when it goes to sleep, 
when Andrew goes to sleep, he can't go to sleep because his dad and brother are down there talking, uh, holding court down there, right? <laughs> oh, not only holding court, but they're also putting the length of the basement towards the door into a small styrofoam cup. Oh, that's golfers. They will find anywhere to try to play hole in one. So, so you're living in the basement, all right? And it's your mom, your dad, your younger brother, one year younger than you. And by the way, he's joining you at Mississippi State uh, next year. We call him Juicy. He'll probably be on the podcast one day. Um, but he, he'll be living in a camper right next to you. No headache there. Um, and also, who else lives in your household? And I'm not talking about your dogs. Who else? That would be my grandmother, which we call her uh, <laughs> Nana. And she doesn't like her original name, Diane. She just likes Nana. So, Okay. Well, see, and that's why I call her Nana. And plus, and, and your grandmother, what has? how long has it been since she had her stroke? Uh, it's been a year. It's been She's lived here a year. And uh, I think about a month after she moved in, uh, she had her stroke. Yeah, so she's she's on. And by the way, um, you know, for for a person who's had a stroke, she's doing really well. She drives around. She goes to the grocery store. You know, she just has a cane for assistance, really. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like get fatigued and stuff like that. So anyways, um, so your grandmother is there and we're back to the story. I had to paint all of that. OK, because there's a new story that Andrew brings me every single day at work about his grandmother. So the other day when it was pouring down rain. After we shot the trailer, you go inside, powers out, finish the story. <laughs> so I walk in, and she she's she goes to the bathroom, and I'm standing there on my phone, and boom, the power goes out. Everything is just pitch black in the house, and from down the hallway in the bathroom to the right, I hear, oh, no, oh, no, I'm in the dark, and I'm vulnerable. I'm in the dark, <laughs> and I am vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I guess you just have to know, Nana. I, I don't think so. It's something about like old people, and I hate to say that about Nana. Please don't show her this. But old, older people, they they say things that you're like, where in the world did that come from? I mean, it's almost like they go back into that whole toddler thing. You know, I've got a I've got a two year old, and she literally says some of the craziest things like where in the world did that come from? And so it's like, as you get older in life, you kind of revert back to that toddler thing to where you just <laughs> say things out of left field, you know, my grandmother. My, and here's another thing that, that older people do. They, they have no filter. Not at all. They will literally say whatever comes to their mind. I mean, my grandmother who taught Sunday school would say some of the worst things about people but then she would she would cover it by saying, um, you know, uh, bless his heart or bless her heart or, or something like that. And here in the South, that seems to make things better, I guess you could say, or nicer. <laughs> so I guess the Nana never goes on any rants and says says what she's thinking. Oh, she? uh, never. Like I'm talking like never quits is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Nana has threatened me with that cane, and so I try to stay on her good side. I do not want to get on her bad side. So uh, hopefully she's not running me down at all. But I just thought that was a funny story, the fact that she's sitting there in the dark after as this rain is just pouring down, and she says, oh, no, I'm vulnerable. <laughs> like, and, it's, you know, and, it's not, around, and it's not like those stories happen, like, every once in a while. 
Y'all, this is every day there is something going on like this. This is one of the most entertaining houses to live in currently. <laughs> oh, man. And see, and here's the thing. This family, Andrew's family, they are a working family. So, like, they, they own their own business and everything. So, they're always out doing things. So, Nana's kind of at home, like, taking care. She's cooking meals and all kind of things. And so Rob also, Andrew's dad, he works from home. So there's some great stories between Rob and Nana that are just epic. So maybe we get Rob and Nana on at some point oh, and just, oh my. just break it. <laughs> there will be a fight over the over the leftovers in the refrigerator, I promise you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's it's a crazy world out there. You know, we, uh, we've been in, what, I don't know, how long has it been? Like 10 weeks, I guess, of this corona stuff. You know, and, 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 you know, the virus has come through and it's still not gone. I mean, we need to remember that. But people are getting back to their lives. And, you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing. I think the weirdest thing for me, because I don't go many places, the weirdest thing for me is going back to church because it's just like, you know, we got all these restrictions and, you know, I'm supposed to be free to worship here, but I got these restrictions. But I was also telling my family today, I was like, but it's also it's also different because we can be mindful of why we're there and, and what we're doing rather than just getting there and going through the routines. Have, have you felt that at all? Yeah, it, it's definitely, it's definitely weirder. And, you know, it's in a good, it's in a good way. If you ask me, like, I mean, I like sitting by everybody. I do, but man, this like all this like spread out stuff for me personally has kind of helped my worship in church, man. I feel like I'm a little bit more free, you know, I can, can kind of move around a little more, you know, you know, us being Baptists, we really don't, move around a whole lot in worship so you know being that i went to the village church in dallas and i kind of experienced some worship there and and different things um you know basically watching other churches um worship services that's kind of helped loosen me up you know uh, with my worship and it it really hasn't been so bad the hard part is navigating the whole six foot rule and, and all and all that stuff See, I'll be honest with you. For me, that's that's the easy thing, honestly. <laughs> it's because I have a bubble. It's because I have a bubble, and and it's because like I don't. If everybody's one hundred ninety percent healthy, I don't get around in people's bubble, and I don't let them inside of mine. And, and I, I'm about to say something really bad, but it's unless I really. <laughs> this is gonna be bad, but unless I really really like you, I mean, that's just a fact. I'm sorry. You know, and, and I mean, I just I don't get like all up in people's business. And so this six foot rule is actually, uh, you know, I'm thanking God for it. Really <laughs> You're terrible. I, look, no, man, I'm a five. OK, I'm telling you, go and read that stuff. It's just about I'm telling you, it's just it's just the way I'm wired, because if you start in, in, in you know, coming into my zone, I, I get a little pushy, you know, it's just just how it is. But. Man, it's it's weird out there. It's been weird to see people navigate this. Like when this whole thing first started, you remember you remember everybody just like flooded the grocery stores and and got toilet paper for all things. And you know, meat. There's a meat shortage now because of different outbreaks that have happened at uh, meat factories and stuff like that. So all of that, I feel like the whole grocery store thing. I feel like that's kind of gone. Yeah, you know. I, I am seeing people wear masks, and that's I think that's a good thing. I personally have not worn one. My wife gets on to me; she's a nurse, but but, but I just feel like I guess because I'm not going to get close to anybody, and I'm not out here huffing on anything. That I don't know. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it, and and people are very touchy about it. You know, it's like 
this has taken such a political turn that you have to choose a side and choosing the wrong side is going to get you excommunicated from any other side. That's, that's the part I absolutely positively hate about it. But anyways, I say all that to say this for me, aside from the virus and it's been bad. I mean, obviously any loss of life is horrible. What it's done in New York has been, been atrocious, honestly. Um, I really do feel like, um, as a whole, I mean, I think there's things that you, you'll step back and say our nation could have done better, but I thought, I think everybody responded pretty good, you know? Um, but for me personally, I have looked at it like, um, I guess you could say it's, it's gotten me into even more seclusion than what I live in. And, and I have had to do ministry and I've had to call people and do things that I'm not typically doing. And that stretched me and it's grown me as a person. Is it anything that it's grown you as a person during this time? Like this stretched you challenged? Yeah, you? absolutely. So, you know, earlier you, you kind of referred to our family as like a working family. Um, and that, that is true to a T like, you know, normally we don't quit until it's dark and, and then we, right. we might quit after that. But like during this time, like since we all been kind of away, obviously our business has picked up since we're in landscaping and everything, and we're more busy than ever, which, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but this has also kind of caused us to slow down, like on, especially on the weekends, because I mean, there's not a whole lot of places to go right now still with this whole virus thing. And this has kind of caused us to sit down in the house and just chill out just for a minute. And man, this is, this has been such a good growing time, I guess, for me personally, because man, I, I mean, I'm sitting here reading uh, a Dayton book that I borrowed, and I mean, I mean, I've had time to do that. I'm halfway through it, man. If if it was, you know, pre-virus normal life, I would I wouldn't be reading that right now. I would be out doing something else, or I would be out <laughs> doing something else and not doing this podcast. But this is right. I mean, this has kind of taught our family to slow down and take a chill pill. You know, um, these times yeah. like you have free time, like you know, it's crazy. I saw a stat today. It was like. Last year, uh, the average person spent like 40 minutes on Facebook a day. And, man, with that 40 minutes of, like, free time we have now, man, I'm, like, reading, like, different books of the Bible. I mean, I'm filling my life with with God, like, the things that are going to help me grow in my faith. And, man, it's been really good. Um, does, does it feel, feel like a weird fast to you? Because it does to me. Like you're fasting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a fast you never really wanted to do, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> or you never, you definitely never expected coming. You didn't do it intentionally. No, no, and that's a good thing. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. This, this right. has been a great time, but, you know, bad with the virus, yeah. but this has been a great time for, for spiritual growth for, for me and I assume a bunch of other people. Well, I think as Christians that what you have to do in any situation that is out of your control and horrible, you have to find the silver lining. You have to stop and say, okay, wait, how is God using this? How is God going to use it? Because I believe that God always takes horrible situations and, and glorifies himself through them. I don't believe that, you know, he, he's standing back saying, oh, great, here comes a virus. But I believe he's like, okay, people look at it as great loss. People look at it as just something terrifying. Watch what I do with it. And I believe that, you know, we could stop and we could find biblical stories about what he did with horrible stories and you don't have to go further than the cross that's a horrible horrible story it's a horrible death penalty 
but look at how God was glorified through Absolutely. it. You know, Absolutely. does that make sense? Absolutely. So I, I don't know. You know, that's how I look at this whole virus. It's not something that I would wish on anybody. It's not something I want to go back through, honestly. But I, I took early on, and it's funny you said the Village Church, and you'll hear you'll hear that. You'll hear Matt Chandler probably a lot on here because we, we really like that guy. But um, the, I heard Matt say this. What are you going to do with this weight? Don't waste this weight. And, and I took that literal, man, and I, I began to be intentional through this whole thing. You know, you talked about your family, my family. You know, with two kids, you get going in opposite directions really quick. Audrey's getting involved with school and, and, and dance and different things like oh, yeah. that. I mean, so she had a lot of events going on. For us, you know, each night we would, uh, you know, we'd pretty much take a walk around the block and, you know, finding the teddy bears in the window. You know, that <laughs> sounds goofy to the normal people, but to parents that their kids have been home all day long, that's something that's fun that they could do, you know. Sidewalk chalk, painting. I just saw a lot of cool stuff like that in our nation, in our world. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the videos. Did you ever see any of the videos of Italy? Because they were completely, like, quarantined to their apartment or whatever, and they would get out on the balconies and do various activities. Did you see any I of never that? saw, but I heard I, – I did – I may have seen one where, uh, you know, they were all out on their balconies, and they were singing. And it was some of the most beautiful singing. Man, it was, like, echoing down all the alleys and everything. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I don't know what they were singing, whether it was their – national anthem or, or i really don't know but man it was some of the yeah. most beautiful singing i think i've ever heard yeah and, and so i mean you know when when all of that started and i would say that's maybe about four weeks in i was really thinking i was sitting here thinking you know my mind which you may be too young for to remember uh september 11th you were probably what three years old two years old yeah, i was like i was still being kept by a babysitter i wasn't even in kindergarten yeah <laughs> But but I remember the nation coming together. Now, obviously, that's something different, but that's what I related it to each time I thought about this pandemic. And so I remember the nation coming together. Well, I thought that through this, that, man, we're, we're going to come together. We're going to get behind, you know, one another and lift one another through it. But then it took a political turn. And once it took that political turn, it was over, man. People started using sides, you know, calling hoax yeah. and saying this and that and the other and once that happened man i just i'll be honest with you i, I bowed out pretty quick as far as you know getting in the thick of all that mess i just uh i just kind of did my thing and and focused on the people within my circle. yeah absolutely and i and i'll, I'll be honest I, I was guilty with with trying to choose a side too but really what got me was all the conspiracies around this thing man i was just like man this is just too much to follow i mean i'm just, yeah I, I, you remember me telling you, I was like, let's just get through this thing yeah, first, man. and then you can deal with that like, later. I don't even know who these people are. Like, man, like, you're in office? Like, I don't even know you, man. <laughs> for me, I'd much rather listen to our local doctors and say, what does it say for for this area? I do care about the world. I really do. I care about our nation. But but my thing is, I can't do anything about there. I've got to focus on, on our region, you know. So I wanted to hear from, from doctors from our area. So I, I listened – a lot to to Ashley and and that's my wife and and asked her what other doctors were saying and you know just listening real close and just uh, maybe I took uh, you know some people may say a too cautious approach but my thing is I didn't want to look on the other side and say well I wish I would have done this yeah absolutely you know? absolutely you don't want to you don't want to ruin something knowing that you could probably prevent it you know yeah absolutely so. Anyways, for me, it, it's been a it's been a growing time. I have, like I've said, I've picked up the phone and called people, and that may sound weird to a lot of you, but uh, 
go and read a five on the Enneagram. I hate to keep referencing that, and you'll understand how difficult um, that was. But I, I was really encouraged, you know, just to pick up the phone and just say, hey, I don't want anything. I'm just checking on you. You know, that meant a lot uh, or that I don't know. That just made me feel so much better. So um, I think that's the thing that I learned about myself through this is that I can do new things and thrive in new atmospheres if that makes any sense you get what i'm saying here like like i I guess i i wouldn't have known that i could if we hadn't gone through this but by getting in those new spaces i had to really stretch and i realized that man i can i can survive doing something a little different it got me out of the status quo so did you learn anything about like yourself during it all other than you know kind of the early stuff that you Uh, yeah well i mean i mean that's that's the biggest thing was the yeah. slowing down because I'm like, man, you know, you don't realize you don't realize how busy you are until you slow down. And you're like, man, I, I didn't realize that you know, I was doing all of these things, and then suddenly they're taken away. You know, um, right? I mean, I, I remember like sitting down for the first time. Like we got in at like five o'clock the other day, and we're done working. And I was showered by like six. I was like, whoa, this is what it feels like to take a break. You know, and yeah. uh, I mean, I don't mean that jokingly. Like I was for real because like we don't. No, I understand that feeling. I felt that a lot during this. I'm like, this is what life used to be like. You don't remember it though, no. Andrew. Like I do. I remember when life was like that, where when you were done with the day, like you still had day left. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> so I remember a time like that where we couldn't, where we didn't go like a different hundred different ways. And it seemed like things were slower. And I enjoyed that. And it was kind of a sick thing that I think people may have got the wrong impression of me, but there was a, there was a side of me that's like, Oh, I hope this doesn't end tomorrow. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean the virus and I didn't mean, you know, like I want this prolonged, but I just mean this, this attitude, this, um, just everything surrounding it because I know when everything comes back in, man, the distractions are going to just, just overwhelm us, Absolutely. you know? And you, I mean, you obviously, everybody saw how fast the world was before this yeah. thing. I mean, obviously it's more clear now, but it's like nobody could ever catch a breath, you know? Mm-hmm. Always going uh-huh. here, always going there. But now you got this time to chill out and man, you're really getting to know your family and, and, and know God. I mean, if you're, if you're a Christian, and and you're 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 trying to grow in your faith, man. This is a this is a great time. I know I keep I keep plugging Christianity, but it's such a big part of our lives here. I mean, you guys absolutely, are gonna, you absolutely. guys are gonna like be entrenched in like Christianity in this podcast. Which you know, if you're not if you're not into it now, man, I hope you benefit from it. But uh, this yeah. I mean, yeah, man, we were so fast before all of this happened, you know. Well, something I've been trying to keep in, in the forefront of my mind too, and, and keep like the students that I, I teach in the forefront of their mind is that on the other side of this, when this is all over, there's going to be a lot of people that hate God through it. There's going to be a lot of people that question where in the world were you? Why did I lose my job? Why did I lose this or that? Why did this loved one die? Why did this sickness come? Why couldn't you have prevented it? And the fact of the matter is the church cannot run during that time. Like if ever we've got to stand up and shine a light into how good and how great God is, it even in the dark times that we don't know all the answers to, you know, I think we need to meet them where they are and and try to find understanding about why, you know, they may feel that way and not, not belittle them, 
but in the same breath, try to take their hand and point the, the, to the goodness of God through it. Absolutely. You know, that's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that's easy, but that that's very very difficult. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been a weird season, and um, you know, I, I can feel it lifting a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, but of course now our nation is in something, you know, totally different with with the the murder that happened this past week with. Uh, uh, with the uh, guy George Floyd that died at the hands of a cop, and that's just the riots and everything that's happened. It's it's insane just how seemingly COVID has taken a back seat, but it's still out there, you know, because this other issue that's big is right here in front of our face, and uh, that's another thing that the church cannot run from, you know. So. Absolutely not. You need we need to take that. I mean, we need to take that issue head on because. The whole, um, I mean, the whole racism issue. You know, you've, we've heard about that on the news for, Lord, I, I, how long do you think? Like what, four or five years now? It's been like really heavy in the news. You know, it's like yeah. every, every yeah. time you hear like a, a cop killing uh, an African American or something like that, or uh, just anything along those lines. Like you know, it's it always pointing to racism, but now, man, it's even more apparent because not only do we all have time now since this whole virus thing we're all in quarantine but it just seemed like everybody's focused on that now which is a great thing but now too it's like oh this yeah. is a bad thing too because you know what do you do you know yeah I, and that's the conversation needs to be had we all need to educate ourselves and, and here's another thing we need to do we need to listen to one another there's too many people wanting to get their opinion out and that's kind of funny coming from two guys with a podcast i guess you could well. say but it's too many people wanting to throw their opinion out and not sit down and really listen to people that think differently than us. And that's hard. I'm not going to say that that's easy. That's difficult, too. But but I believe that that's what Christ calls us to do. He did that. He sat down with people he disagreed with, you know, vehemently, you know, and didn't live like. But he sat down with them. And when they encountered him, they wanted to change. Absolutely. You know? He wanted to meet them where they were. Mm-hmm. So. It's so much that I believe that we as a church can grow during this time and shine during this time. We can't hide during this time. Hey, let me tell you a light, light uh, hearted story, I guess you could say, for, for COVID. Um, my brother-in-law, um, he was sick a few weeks ago and had all the symptoms of COVID. And uh, so they send him down to the test site. All right. Now, you got to understand my brother-in-law. He works for AT&T. He's He's a he's a hilarious guy. He's a, I mean he used to be like the back in in uh in a, in a school down in uh, about mid level Alabama, but he was like the man back back at uh, Hanley High School. I think is the name right. of it. Anyway, so um, he is. I mean he looks like an athlete. He looks like he could still go, and he's uh, probably in his forties. And so he goes to the test site. All right, and he is not a man of needles. He's not a man of, of blood cuts and all that kind of stuff. He is, he is that kind of guy, you know? And so he's sitting there, by the way, he drove himself and everybody else that was getting tested had somebody to drive them. Okay. <laughs> so, so there he is and they swab one side and when they do, he said, man, they touched my brain. I know. <laughs> and so, so, she said, okay, now we got to swab the other side. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to do it again? 
I thought you were done. <laughs> and they're like, no, sir, we, that's, we didn't even do it. That was for something oh. else. And so they swabbed the other side, and he and he thought she was done. He said, okay, just a little further. And he's like, how much further can you go? You're already, you know, up in my brain, you know. So anyways, they push it on up in there, this swab thing, pull it out, and and I don't know, whatever they do with it. And they say, okay, well, we'll give you uh, your results in however many days. And so he has to now drive home. He has to gather his thought, okay? After having his brain scrambled with a Q-tip, he has to gather his thoughts. He's in his truck. And so he he said, I'm going down the road, and I am crying. I am literally tears running down my face. I don't care what people say. And I'm just saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said, I'm screaming it in my truck as – driving down the road and I know people think I'm crazy. He said, you know what? Screw it. He cut on his flasher. Okay. And he said, you know what? I just started just disobeying the traffic laws trying to get home. And he's still screaming, oh my God. Oh my God. He said, I hope a cop pulls me over so they can take me on home. And so he said he finally made it home and he crawled in the bed and told my sister, said, just get me a wet towel. He laid there. He laid there for days just to, just to get better. He said, but man, he said, I will overprotect myself from here on out. They say this thing is 100,000% gone because I am not going through the test again. <laughs> he, said, he said, if I do have it, if I get it, he said, I'm going home and I'm just laying in the bed. I am not going to take the test again. <laughs> now, now, listen, I, I, I'm telling you, there are some people – that, that blow things out of proportion. There are some thing, people that make stories bigger than what they are. There is no doubt in my mind that my brother-in-law, that was exactly how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> no doubt. So I, I have just played that over in my head, just him screaming, oh, my God. <laughs> there, there's your insider's look you at the uh, COVID test and what you can expect afterwards mentally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean – I think the 14 days isn't to recover from the flu, but from oh, the test. Itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been tested or anything like that? Like, you had, you were pretty sick last year, yeah, weren't man, you? Yeah, I man, I had tonsillitis, man. They didn't have to, like, swab me or anything. They just, like, looked down my throat. And, like, I was so bad off. They were just like, ooh, yeah, you got you got something wrong with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. I, I've, I've never been that sick i guess i mean knock let me find some wood to knock on here i've never been sick to the point that i've i've had to do that i mean you know your basic cold sore throat something like that but you said in tonsillitis you were laying like on a cold floor man like at one point i'm laying there on my floor i mean nothing but my gym shorts and i have the ceiling fan on the ac just cranking in the camper it's, it's not, not enough. enough, and I'm just pouring sweat, and I'm asking God, like, is this the end? Like, I'm going to die in a trailer in Starkville, Mississippi. Oh, no. Oh, no. Man, this went on for, like, seven days of me being like that. And, you know, like, I finally wised up and, like, went to the hospital after almost passing out in the shower, you know, and they, they like, pumped me full of, like, IV fluid and, like, gave me a shot in the butt. And, like, man, like, three or four days later, man, I was good. You know, I was back to full health, man. That that sounds terrible, but I just can't get the visual of an Alabama guy shirtless on his floor with with the AC and every unit cranking in a camper, 
at Mississippi State. I, I, I swear it had to be my fever because my fever was so high. Man, I knocked out a 40-pack of water and never checked up, you know, in like two days. So, I mean, it was rough, you know. I mean, not only was like I was sick, man, it was exam week too. Like, it was fine. Oh. oh, I failed every one of them. I made a 35. Are you oh, serious? man. I couldn't even study. I couldn't even think. I didn't know who I was for a couple of days. I failed every one. The lowest one I made was a 35. And like, I was like, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. You know? <laughs> I went in there cold turkey and took a semester's worth of, like, knowledge in a test and made a 35 still. I even handicapped with my sickness. I still made it. I was like, man, that's pretty good. You know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, like I remember you sending a picture and you was in the in the in the ER or something like that. And I was like, "What in the world's going on?" And then come to find out, you've been close to death. Oh. You know? didn't your dad come down there? Yeah, so my dad drove. I went to the ER that day, and my dad drove down, and uh, he kind of like checked on me or whatever. He's like, "I'm gonna go get you some food." I'm like, "Dude, I hadn't eaten in like three days." I'm like, "I really don't want any food. I'm so sick." And he's like, "Oh, you've got to eat." So he went and got me like Jello. And like oatmeal and everything else, man. I had like to set up there for a little while. Oh man! And listen, listen to this. You, you're talking about being being like uh, can't get can't get cold enough. My wife is right the opposite right now. She, you know, she spent Memorial Day out the pool with the kids and all that kind oh, yeah. of stuff. Well, they went today for a pool oh. day, and it was only it was only like you know 108 degrees, oh. 80 outside. Oh, yeah. She is redder than a beet right now. And we are fair-skinned, red-headed people, okay? And so she is walking around the house right now wrapped up, you know, because the sun's – it's weird because a sunburn makes you cold. I guess it's because your skin is, like, literally on fire and, like, stealing all the heat from your body. Or <laughs> yeah, it's got to get out somehow, you know? I guess, but she is walking around – while ago, like, she just totally – she's had enough. She's already hurting. And so, like I said – Oh, that looks, and she just held up the hand in front of my face and told me oh. to hug. You know? <laughs> well, it's because I was about to make it worse. I was about to say, oh, that looks, that, you look, that's terrible, <laughs> you know? And, and like, she already knows because it hurts. And so to be reminded that it looks terrible <laughs> and it looks like it hurts, is that's just salt. Oh, yeah. One. But that's what we do, isn't it? I mean, we just point out the obvious, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I learned my lesson and I got really quiet and I ate my supper off in the corner. By <laughs> so I told her, I said, I'm about to go over here and talk with Andrew. She said, I'm sorry. I snapped at you. And I said, Hey, you're sunburned. You do what you want to, you know, <laughs> I observed it. I get that it. Moment, you know. That's right. I was, I was the one being the fool. So I, I learned my lesson. You know, I'm, I'm 12 years deep almost in, in, uh, in, being married so i'm i've learned my lessons pretty quick so you've got a lot of lessons to learn and bridges to cross my friends so yes i do i I, I know that fully right now (laughs) i i I will give you uh well i have kind of come beside you and said i'll be your coach so um i'm doing the best i can right now and tell you everything that i did wrong and you can do right i'll be honest with you you've been a pretty good coach like i've had some really good success but also some really bad falls you know (laughs) Well, that's, that's part of it. That's that's part of it. That is, that is. Well, listen, man. Uh, you know, we're we're about to wrap up here, but I just uh, ne- you know, let's set the episode for next week. Let's let's plan to talk about like some of the um, some of the like, you know, bands and 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 songs and um, I, I don't know genres. You talked about genres. 
let's just kind of do some research on some of them that we like and let's uh let's put them out there you know it may shock some people some of the stuff we listen to and push you know uh yeah you know i y'all would be amazed at how many trap songs andrew <laughs> knows and not knows like he raps them andy minio <laughs> this man can flow <laughs> andrew can flow with andy minio and he's got this like little swagger i don't know if you know this you have this swagger you get when you begin to rap. I don't. Did you know that? Where you kind of get loose in the knees and you kind of have this thing with your hand where you like make a gun symbol and you kind of throw it sideways as you're rapping. Did you know you? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it's just it's, you gotta feel the music like automatically. Like Andy Minio, Lecrae, all of them like they make me wig in the knees, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. They like they like get me loose, you know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably talk about some bands that you didn't even know existed, but some of them out there uh, that's listening will know. And I don't know, we're just gonna have fun with it and talk about it. And we may even talk about some embarrassing songs and bands that we may have liked over oh, our time. Yeah. Are, you, are, are you game to go there? <laughs> Absolutely, let's do it. Because <laughs> I have, listen, man, I can't ruin this, but I have this band, and and I hate to even call them a band because they're not a band. I would say they're more like a pop group. There it is. I said <laughs> that like, that back in my day, I kind of I kind of dug, and, and and I don't know why. And looking back, it's the most embarrassing thing, and I can't believe I'm putting it out there on the podcast. But you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, if anything, I hope people listen just for that right there to find out what this embarrassing group is that micah is talking I've got, about i swear and, i've got something even worse because like if, if anybody on this podcast is listening and kind of knew where i came from i was like in like the whole like redneck country phase for a little while so i'm just gonna go ahead and like <laughs> lay that out there that it's going to be rough <laughs> all right well as we wrap up andrew is there anything like uh coming out of this week going into next week you would just like to just tell our our listeners out there that that may uh you know, may may need some encouragement or something funny or or I, you got anything for them? Oh, I would I would probably say if you're in the whole COVID thing right now and and it just looks like there's not a whole lot going for you, like if you've lost your job or something, just hang on, just hang on, lean into God. It's almost over. Uh, we 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 can see mm. a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, some stuff's opening back up, but lean into Him. Because ultimately, he is in control of this whole entire thing. Um, so just rest in peace that God's got this thing. Absolutely, man. That's good. I'm, I would say this. Um, I think it's important that now more than ever, um, you know, everybody's always screaming, you know, what do we do with this divide that's in our country? I think it starts with realizing who God is, like you said, and lean into that. But but also, I think that that vertical um, relationship affects our horizontal. And I think we need to realize, especially as the church, we've got to realize that every person that we see, every person mm -hmm. is created in the image of God, even if they stand completely opposite of yep. us. They're still created in the image of God, and hopefully that can help. And it should. As Christians, that should help how we listen to them, how we talk to them, how we treat them, how we... Uh, allow them space to live. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Like, I yep. think we need we need a research of that, of realizing that everybody, man, woman, any color, any, you know, uh, whatever nation, they are created in the image of God, and God died for them 
Jesus died for them on the cross, just like he did for all of us who are in the church. So I think that would help us. And that would, um, you know, that would help maybe some unity in this world. uh, If we would just stop and realize that it would help us to listen. So anyways, man, we've had some, we had some good stories tonight, you know, starting with Nana and your living situation. Uh, you know, this is what it's going to be like. It's just going to be just a, a fireside chat in a sense. And um, that's what I, you know, Aubrey was asking, like, well, what are y'all going to talk about? Tonight? And honestly, I don't, I didn't have anything. I just like, it's going to be like a fireside chat. It's going to be just totally random and bouncing off. And so hopefully you pulled up a chair and, and listened to us and, and sat alongside. And, uh, you know, maybe you're looking forward to talking about random music stuff next week. So uh, who knows what each week's going to bring. But uh, anyways, I had fun, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did. Uh, this is, uh, this has to become a, this has got to become a weekly thing. So. Absolutely. So this week we're going to collect up on stories, memories, funny stuff, and we'll be ready for y'all next week. All right. So uh, this is Micah Enneagram number five, and I'm with. This is Enneagram number one, Andrew Nelson. Thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you next week. We'll see you.